The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Is anybody glad or is it just me? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Got your Bible? Open them to John, the 10th chapter. I'm going to begin reading in the 7th verse. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for all the work going on at the new church. Amen. Progressing very slowly, but it is progressing. Amen. And it won't be long. Man, we're going to be in a, we're going to have so much space. Skip, you're going to have so many parking spaces. Amen. Well, maybe y'all don't. I like parking spaces like with blacktop. <laughs> Amen. We're gonna we're gonna feel like Amen. We we've uh we become God's favorite children. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God sure is good to us. John ten and seven. Then said Jesus unto them again. Verily, verily I say unto you. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are not are, are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. He said again, I am the door. But he say, I am the door. Jesus said, By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out. And find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Jesus said, I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. I want to preach from this title, The Door. Everybody say, The Door. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen, all across this house. Open up your mouth and let God hear you crying out to him right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. Come on, help me pray in Jesus' name. Come on, I want somebody to walk through some stuff today that'll... Change us forever, God. Change us forever, God. Shalaboko talabasataye. Yelabariyalobo sandarabaha. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you join up with somebody next to you? Why don't you begin to pray with him? Come on, you may not need anything for you, but they may need a lot for them. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, we need your touch. We need your strength. We need your help in this house, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, you can be seated. Thank you for standing. Everybody say the right door. 
Amen. Jesus said, I am the door. Amen. When he said, I am the door, the in our language is what is called a definite article, which means there's not another way. Amen. So go ahead and get it out of your mind that you can try it another way or make it another way. Jesus said, I am the door. Hallelujah. Door always means access. It, it's how you get in somewhere. And what Jesus is saying is salvation is accessed through Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus. I said it's all about Jesus. Somebody told me one time, well, you're just Jesus only. I'm Jesus everything. How could you be anything else than Jesus? Amen. This Bible tells us if we're going to get salvation, first of all, we got to believe the gospel of who? Everybody say of Jesus. And then if you believe the gospel of Jesus, you got to start confessing to. Everybody say, y'all going to help me today? Amen. Y'all already had too much pumpkin pie. Amen. If you want you believe the gospel of Jesus, then you have to start confessing to Jesus. Amen. There's not a man that's in a box that's going to help you. It's going to be Jesus if you get helped. There's not a man in a closet that's going to help you get your sins remitted. If it's going to happen, it's going to be Jesus that does it. Hallelujah. Man, and if you believe and you start confessing, then you got to start repenting, which means you got to start turning to, to Jesus. You got to turn from what you were and start turning to Jesus. Amen. You got to start walking toward the door if you want to get in. You can't walk away from the door and expect you're going to end up on the inside. Amen. Everybody say it's all about Jesus. If you believe this gospel, then you got to get baptized. How are we going to get baptized? In Jesus' name. Amen. You, you starting to understand why I'm Jesus only? Amen. When you get baptized in Jesus' name, then you, you need to pray until... The spirit of Jesus gets in your heart. Also called the Holy Ghost. Also called the Holy Spirit. Also called Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hey, from the beginning to the ending, it's all about Jesus. Come on, help me pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke every devil in hell. But try to take away from what God's going to do in this house. Uh, 
Amen. We're going to have revival. We take dominion in Jesus' name right now. Every cynical spirit would be rejected. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Everybody shout victory. We're going to have victory in this house. The devil don't want it. This city don't want it. But God said, I'm going to give it. And so we're going to be the ones that he uses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So in the salvation process, whatever step you're at, let me tell you what the next step is. Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. He's the door. Amen. There's no other religion going to save people. There's not another name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I don't care if his name is Oriental name or a Middle Eastern name or what it is. Any other idol, any other practice, any other statue, it ain't going to work in the very end. If you're going to be saved, if you're not going to be cast into outer darkness, if you're going to make it to heaven, you're going to have to go through the door. That door is, everybody say Jesus. Come on, let's love him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, but even though Jesus is the only door that leads to salvation, he's not the only door that we can go through. Hallelujah. Because of the fact that we are free moral agents, we have our own decision making that we are allowed to make. Amen. But then we have to deal with the decisions that we do make. Amen. The Lord began to deal with me. I don't know what night it was because I was up a lot of nights and down a lot of days. And the Lord began to deal with me and I seen a vision of a long hallway. And there were many doors that people could, could go through. And the Lord began to deal with me in this vision. Amen. To preach what I'm about to preach to you right now. Amen. God ain't going to make anybody walk through his door. You hear me? God ain't going to make anybody live for him. Uh, Amen. God's going to let you do exactly what you want to do. Uh, Amen. Uh, Amen. But this is in the vision. This is what come to me. Amen. Preach to them uh, that whatever door they choose... uh, They'll have to live with what happens in that room. Life is full of decisions. It's full of doors. Amen. And the burden of my heart is to let people know whatever door you walk through, it's going to change you. Whatever decision you make, Don't think you're going to walk out of it and not be changed. Decisions will change you. Things you walk through will mold you. It will shape you. I pray to God we picked the right things this morning. 
Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever door that you decide to walk through in life, understand you're given that room that you walk into permission. By walking into it, you gave it permission to change you. That's why my Bible said, come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord. Why? Because when you get out in certain circles, it's going to change you. I've watched it over and over, and my heart is heavy this morning. Amen. As the pastor of this church, I I, I want you to make make up your mind. I'm never going to walk through any doors that would be displeasing to my Savior. Amen. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. Make up your mind. You need to start opening your mouth and you need to let the devil hear. You're not going to drag me into no more doors that mess me up. Amen. I'm tired of being beat down and trying to get back up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But people think. I can just go in and out of any doors I want and live my life how I want. And when I'm ready, when I get good and ready, I'm going to walk through the Jesus door. What, don't you, what you don't realize is you, you've been sold a bill of goods because everybody's got the same idea. I want to live my life how I want to live. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. And at at the end, when I'm tired of playing, I'm going to run in and I'm going to meet Jesus real fast. The problem is some of the rooms will mess you up so bad that you can't even get to where Jesus is. Devil, you're a liar. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We don't have to ruin ourselves. We don't have to be beat down. We don't have to get drugged through the mud. We can go straight to where he is. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Man, I believe in the power of mercy. I believe in restoration. I'm a, I'm a, a living recipient of mercy. Man, I'm a living recipient of the power of God's restoration. And I believe in it with all my heart. But let me, let me just preach my heart though. Amen. The people that spend time in other places they shouldn't be indoors. They shouldn't be going through. They end up with so much baggage. And so many scars. So much damage, family problems, mental health problems, amen, all kind of issues, spiritual bondages that they never would have had to go through if they'd have just walked on past the things of this world. 
Come on, I'm trying to drag people out. Amen, but I'm trying to take a new generation and tell them uh, your testimony don't have to be like the drug addict testimony. Uh, your testimony uh, don't have to be like the prostitute testimony. Uh, your testimony could be, I just ran to him. Come on. Come on, I ought to have some people in this house. You ought to be lifting your hands. Uh, Said he's preaching the word of God. Listen to him. Listen to him. Hallelujah. Be wonderful. Some of our good, wonderful young people to make up their mind. There's some things I'm never going to touch in this world. There ought to be some young married couples. That would make up their mind. Uh, I don't care what the rest of the couples in the world are doing. Uh, they can swing all they want to swing. Uh, amen. But I'm going to be pure. Uh, I'm going to be clean. Uh, I'm going to be. Hey, don't let the world scar you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, somebody cry out to Jesus right now. Bible describes the pleasures of sin are for a season. Everybody say for a season. That means for a moment, but to further clarify, the pleasures is not for the spiritual man. The pleasure of sin is simply for the natural, fleshly, carnal nature of a man. But when you know truth and you try to play with sin, it may tingle your fingers. It may tingle your mind. But down deep inside, you're going to know I'm the most miserable man on the planet. You cannot be in the throne room of God and then go play in the bar rooms of the world and think you're gonna find happiness. There's gonna be something down inside of you that says you're in the wrong place. You better pray God don't come back right now. Hey man, you better pray God has mercy on you. You talking about miserable. Somebody that knows truth that's trying to live for the devil is double miserable. Let the devil lie to you. The best life is just living for God. Telling you there's some doors that you never even to walk through. Hallelujah. I feel Jesus in this place. Seem like everybody in our world does drugs. I got up 
I was going to go deer hunting last week, maybe two, no, two weeks ago. And I looked at the moon phases and it said the perfect feeding time was going to be 11 o'clock. So I slept in. And I was cruising down uh, Malvern Highway about 7.30 in the morning heading to D-Light, Arkansas. And I, when I was driving, I was drinking coffee and doing all this stuff and something caught my attention on the left side. And there was cars everywhere. It was the day after Thanksgiving. There was cars everywhere. And uh, people all out in this parking lot. I realized that's where they get pot. Years ago, I went through a course and I'm a certified substance abuse instructor. And some of the things that I learned was that when people do drugs, it releases this neurotransmitter called dopamine. It's what makes you happy. That's probably why they call drugs, a lot of them they call dope. It's because it's the substitute for dopamine. But when people take drugs, it makes dopamine surge in their body. And so it's a neurotransmitter and you got receptors in your brain that receive that. And it tells you, I'm happy. And so when people take drugs, it's this euphoric feeling. Because it's like an overdose of this transmitter. And so people think, my Lord, I am so happy. But the body naturally, when it realizes there's, a, there's too much in the system, it begins to shut off the receptors. And when the receptors get shut off, it takes more and more of the transmitter to make you happy. Amen, and that's why people have what they call gateway drugs. They may start out with something little. But this Bible said a long time ago, the flesh will never be happy. I think God knew what we were when he created us. The flesh is never satisfied. So when the body shuts off, I'm just going to preach you all. When the body shuts off these uh, receptors, then you got to take more and more and stronger to get that feeling like, oh, I'm happy now. The problem with that is, is that the things in life that should make you happy, when you eat your favorite meal and your body releases this much dopamine, it should tell you, my Lord, I'm happy. I just had catfish. It was the best catfish. I mixed hot sauce in with my ketchup. My Lord, I'm happy. But the problem when your receptors are turned off, normal life won't make you happy no more. When you got your family with you and you ought to be happy uh, with a normal release of dopamine.
trying to be. Boy, I feel like preaching, right? Did you know drugs is like a death sentence? When you start it, you can't even hardly stop. You see the dangers? Do you know how you connect with God? Through your brain? You know what the world wants to do? Burn your brain out. Well, you can't even touch God. Amen. You... Well, I'm going to preach a little while. The devil don't want it. He's going to get it this morning. There are some drugs that do this so fast. I don't know why I'm hung up, but I'm hung up. Methamphetamines, you only have a 2% chance. If you ever take it, that you'll ever get off of it. Two. A 98% chance you are hooked the rest of your life. I'm telling you, all it takes is one ignorant decision. Somebody told me a testimony one time. They said, I prayed through in church. I got the Holy Ghost. I felt so good. I got in the car with the wrong person after church. Before I made it to the light, we was already rolling joints. And he said, it was years and years and years before I could ever feel God again. I'm telling you, there's doors that will ruin your life. Listen to my burn this morning. Uh, Walk through the door of prayer. Make up your mind, devil. You ain't dragging me nowhere. Come on, everybody clap your hands. Tell you something else that's scary. There's a lot of prescription drugs. They're just like street drugs. Listen to me. It's dangerous. They do the exact same thing. They release the same neurotransmitters. And your brain is going to do the same thing. You'll notice somebody with one little ache and pain. They progress and they all of a sudden they can't live without it. It ain't the pain anymore. It's the brain. Boy, hey, I'm, I'm scared to death. Hey, you ought to be careful what you allow. Hey, don't don't think because somebody okayed it, legalized it, it's all right. You got to think about what it's going to do to your mind and to your body. Uh, Hey, I'm not a health nut. I'm a spiritual nut. Uh, Hey, I don't want anything uh, that's going to mess up my spirit uh, that I can't connect with God. My, one of my good friends growing up, you know him. He came to church here for a little while. 
in and out of drugs his whole life. He could have been anything talented, wonderful man. Everybody loved him. Great personality, but he had a problem. He had a drug problem. Get over it and get in church. and Then he just would relapse and fall out. Well, he came to this church four, three, four, five years ago. And he made this comment. I got to get in church. God told me this is my last chance. If I don't do this, he's going to kill me. I said, well, man, do right. Got this thing in him, man. I'm going to help all the drug addicts quit their problems. I said, man, you can't. Let somebody else help them. Let somebody else who's never done, let, let them teach them. Let them, somebody else take them to Walmart. You, you, you come out from among, don't, don't touch it. You can't do that. Yeah. Never forget, a few days before he died, he was at this altar. I got a video of him. He was, he was shouting and speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost was on him. A week later, we didn't have church. There was this disease called COVID came. He went to his dad's house in Oklahoma. Come back to North Little Rock to his brother's house. I didn't see him for about two weeks. Next time I seen him, it was a phone call from his family saying, hey, he's unresponsive. Can you pray? I'm praying. I'm telling you, in the fear of God, I don't care if it's a prescription pill or if it's something came from China. I don't care what it is. When it starts messing up your mind, you better learn how to get an ibuprofen or an aspirin or something. Amen. Don't you let something destroy your ability to touch God. Telling you, my friend went off into eternity with a drug overdose. Didn't have to be like that. I want to tell you, drug addicts need more than just deliverance from drugs. They need a healing of their mind. You've seen it. I'm sorry. I'm just. I know the tricks of the devil. Everybody in here, you've got a family member that you could access something. I'm telling you, you could walk through that door one time and you give that room permission to change you. I want our young people's testimony to be I've never tasted of drugs. I've never tasted alcohol. I've never been high like the world. I've never been high.
worship the most high. Amen. If you want a great feeling, just get on an altar and pray till God overshadows you. It don't get any better than that feeling. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Help me, God. Immorality is a door that I've had to deal with a lot of people about. I walk through this door and things begin to mess with their mind. It's a lot easier now that you've got a phone to walk through the door with. Dealt with families trying to get back together because somebody had walked through the door of immorality. There's immorality on many levels. Anything that transgresses this law of God would be considered that. Immorality. Sinning with your body is a door that if you walk through. Maybe I should have just maybe I should have just had a youth service and preached to our youth, but I, I feel like preaching to young couples too. And old couples. And old people. And young people. Every time I've seen somebody walk through the door of immorality, they walk out with a scar. Something broken. God may put the family back together, but something's broken. There's always something apparent, something always showing. I feel like David might have Pinned it the best when he said, my sin is ever before me. I can go to church. I can pray. Receive God. Touch God. Run the aisles. David was saying, but you know what? What I did will always be in front of me. I'll always have to fight through my mistakes to get back. You don't think the devil watches every door you go through. He loves it when you walk through the wrong door. Because he's going to put it in front of your face when you try to touch God. It's kind of quiet here, but it's all right. Amen. He watches what people do. And every time they walk out. The scars. This damage. Can you make it to heaven with damage? Of course you can. Is it harder? Of course it is. It would be way better to have the testimony of I've never. What is the devil going to accuse that man of? The young person that keeps themselves and stays off of pornography websites and what is the devil going to tell them? He's going to run out of options. 
I got a burn today to help people. So many things that want to drag people down. Help me, God. Don't ever allow yourself to walk through the door of bitterness. Bitterness is like a a cancer. And it it springs up. It don't stay the same size. It's like a cancer that metastasizes. And it gets bigger. It don't matter what the root of it was or what started it. It's what it what it springs up into. Bitterness will destroy people. Let me tell you something. Every person in this room has a good reason to become bitter. I guess maybe Charlotte don't have a good reason yet because she can't talk and don't understand what people say. But everybody else if you really thought about it, I sure have been done wrong. And Samuel said, Jesse, I want all your boys. One of your boys is going to be king. Bring every one of them. And he brought every one of them. Except for the king. <laughs> except for David. They left me out. I got a feeling everybody's been left out before. You know, being left out is probably good for you sometimes. It makes a man out of you. It makes a big girl out of you. Adversity don't come to... To make you bitter. It comes to make you. I don't want to be a. Cliche guy but. Better. I begin to think what. What may in my own personal life. Please forgive me. In my own personal life. What drove me to an altar. And made me connect with God. Was it because I got this great revelation that God was great? I think I did, but that ain't what drove me to that altar. What drove me to that altar was the thorns in my side. The lashes on my back. The bruises on my head. The accidents and the injuries caused not by me, I don't think, by other people. Well, hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you walk through the door of bitterness, it will change you in that room. And when you come out of that room, It'll be hard for people to even reason with you. you they, they, they could preach it to you and it just... Whew. 
I'm bitter. Can I preach? Make up your mind. I'm never going through that door. They can do me wrong, talk about me, post about me, whatever. I'm never walking through that door. Hallelujah. I got to hurry up. I got to get started on what I want to preach about. There's just too many doors. Envy and jealousy is a door. That you don't ever want to walk through. Listen to me. This is what the Lord told me when I was having this vision of all these doors. Whatever door you go through, you're giving it permission to change you. You may feel envious thoughts. You may feel jealous thoughts. But you need to bring them into captivity. To the obedience of Christ. You're not, you're not dragging me in that door. You, I, I'll kick and scream and lay sideways in front of the door, but you ain't getting me in it. Hey, don't let anybody else drag you in there either. Let me tell you what happened. If you get in that room, It'll change you so much. It'll terrify you. That room can take a nice, sweet, loving, meek person and turn them into a murderer. The Bible said it is as cruel as the crayon. What is jealousy? It will change you from the inside out. If you think bitterness is a cancer, jealousy is a fast-growing cancer. It will change every fiber of you. It'll change the way the words you hear people say. People could say something nice, and you could you'll hear it. People could do something nice and you could hear it another way. You, you, you'll always hear the, the ulterior of it. It could be as pure and honest as it could be and you'll, you'll find the flip side of it. Because you've been allowed to be changed in that room. Hey. If you ever find yourself in that room, you better crawl to the door as fast as you can. If you've never been in that door, you ought to make up your mind right now. I am never walking through that door. It's not worth it. Hallelujah. I'm just preaching what the Lord laid upon my heart. God, where am I at? Division. Let me tell you, this is a door that's different than any other one. Because of the way God 
teaches his people to deal with all the others is with compassion. Uh, considering yourself, lest you also. But when it comes to division, God commands his people to do something totally different. Instead of pick them up, instead of embrace them, instead of encourage them, the Bible said if any cause division, you mark them. Nobody wants a mark. Nobody wants to be isolated. Nobody wants to be separated. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up. I feel... For the sake of the sheep, we are told, mark that one that lives behind that door. Teaches a division that teaches an offense. Mark. And it said, and avoid it. Why would we avoid that one when it don't tell us to avoid that one? Or that one? Or that one? Because it's the the power of division. It was the very first way that man was separated from God was a divider. The very first trick of the devil was to divide. Did God really say that? Do you believe God would really do that? And it was a... Was a wedge because people are not strong enough I would like to say we're all strong enough but the Bible must know different there's a place you got to draw the line hey I, I, I fear the Lord hey man I, I don't want anybody's blood on my hands And I don't have all the answers and I don't know everything to do. But I know a place where I can get an answer. Amen. When I'm struggling and I don't know. I can walk through this door called Jesus. I can get an answer for all of life's problems. Hallelujah. Amen. I... I've got to preach. I've got to preach. Please, don't ever walk into the door of self-righteousness. This is all stuff the Lord gave me, so don't. In this vision, I could see people, good people, and I've seen this my whole life, and it like confirmed things in my spirit. Good people who love this truth. They had a good standard. They did everything that they knew that was right, but somehow they 
they seen other people that maybe didn't do things just like them. And I pray to God, God works on my spirit. I want to be right. But I've watched as good people in their frustrations with other people that didn't do it like they do it. That they get a disdain for the other person because they're always struggling and they don't do it like I'm completely doing it. Or they don't believe, they must not believe it takes everything that I feel like it takes. Amen. Be convinced in your own mind. Could I just help some people today? Amen. If you feel like you got to eat macaroni and cheese to be saved, go to Sam's and get the whole palate of it. Amen. But, but if it's not in the Bible specifically, if the Bible doesn't say you have to have macaroni and cheese, if it does say that other people can eat other things, don't, because of how you feel about something, whatever you do, don't let it put disdain in your heart for somebody who eats fish or or whatever. I mean, there's things in this Bible that are black and white. There's things in this Bible that are not black and white. And some people, their minds is black and white. And some people's is not. So you see what we're dealing with. All kind of people that see all kind of things all kind of different ways. But at the end of the day, I've watched people that God probably called them to a higher standard. And they began to live it. But they look at somebody who doesn't do it. And something begins to go sour in their heart. Until I've seen it where whole churches hate other churches. I'm not talking about people that believe totally something. I'm talking about Acts 2.38. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord churches. But because there's one gray issue that I see it this way and they see it that way that we're going to hate them and they're going to hate us. We're going to go to hell because we hate people. Your attempt was to do right and it's caused you to hate people. You can't walk through that door. It will destroy you. Troubled. Troubled. In that as a pastor, I, that I would feel pressure that there are certain preachers that I don't need to congregate with because that one don't like that one. Praise God. That's why I'm an oddball. And I'll always be an oddball because you're not going to pick my friends for me. Furthermore, 
I'm not going to form an opinion about somebody based upon what you say. What a preacher said. What anybody says. Uh, I'm going to try the spirits. Uh, I'm going to see myself uh, whether they be of God or not. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Don't you allow the words of somebody else uh, to make you hate somebody. You've fallen into a trap. Help us. I got to quit and I ain't even started. Help us. It's so simple. He said, you'll know my disciples. How? Because my sleeves are there and yours are there and yours are there and I I preach this and you preach that. No. This is how you'll know his disciples. Because they love everybody. When you open up a text from them, if it's got somebody else's name in the text it's going to be propping them up not well I don't think the devil wants me preaching this it'll be propping them up it won't be pulling them down hallelujah 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 maybe I'm going to preach a series about all the doors that'll mess you up All the doors that'll drag you down and mess you up. Amen. Now, I I was going to send Brother Daniel a bunch of things, but he said, well, we get too many of them. You won't be able to see them. (laughs) There's a thousand different things. And every day of your life, when you wake up, you're going to have to walk right past him. It's going to have the door open. Immorality will be on your phone when you wake up. It'll be on the billboard. It'll be in your job. It'll be everywhere. And you got to learn to just walk on by. Bitterness will give you an option every day. And you just got to. Mm-mm. Division will appear to you every day. And you just, mm-mm. All right. Watch the people who were the most successful living for God. And it was the people who knew how to avoid all the other doors. Sister Agnes Holmes, my pastor's mother, most amazing person, saint of God, preacher, whatever, prophet. She scared me to death all the time. I don't know what she was, but I've never seen anybody... Avoid so many traps. I thought she's never. But you know what she did? She got up every day and she just ran for that middle door. If she was making biscuits, she was praying or singing. If she was washing dishes, she was praying or singing and dancing. She was at Walmart, she was handing out church cards. She was at church. She was shaking and shouting and praying and preaching. She was Jesus only. Jesus all day. Praise God. Lord, I need to.
12.05. Help me, God. Help me, God. Could y'all stand for five minutes? You think you can do that? Stand up. I'm going to build your faith that I'm about to quit. If you can't stand, you can sit. It don't, I'm just, it don't matter. But you need to let the blood flow because you, I don't want to clot up on a message like this. The scripture said, he said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall, everybody say, go in and out. He's going, if he finds me and he goes in, he's going to find salvation. And then, let me tell you the, the key to life, living for God. He said, then they're going to go in and out and find pasture. What is he talking about? In and out of church? No. He's talking about the two parts of your life. Spiritual part. And then there's another part of your life. If you think you can just hang out at the church all day and God pay your bills, let me know how it happens because I'm going to tell other people too. But he said they'll go in and out. If you ever figure this out, you're going to conquer the world. There's young people, young couples that have so much potential. You have potential to own the world, turn the world upside down. But you got to figure out the in and the out. Every evening the sheep would come in. And it would be like assembling together. And in this assembly, they would find rest. They would find peace. But they also got so close to the shepherd that they got inspected too. Morning time. They would open the door. Sheep would go out there and fill their bellies, make a living. And then we'd come back. And then why do you do that every day? Because I I tried it and I found pasture. And I made up my mind, I'm never going to stop doing what I do. I'm telling you, i got a promise. If you will allow your life to become balanced. Praise God. It might get real quiet. Balanced. In, I'm going to spend some time with the shepherd. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to be the best I can be. 
then I'm going to come back and I'm going to let God work on me. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to conquer the world. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be a city set up on a hill. The Bible don't tell us to be the poorest and the that's a foolish tale. It's not even a wise tale. God said, I want them to see your good works. I want them to see your business flourish. I want them to see you get the promotions. And God said, then I'll get the glory. You know who ought to be the best employees on their jobs? Do you think the man is paying you? Do, you? do you think you got the Holy Ghost and man is in charge of your bank account? You're mixed up. When you got the Holy Ghost, you joined a totally different economy. You're working for God. But why don't everybody come gather around? I don't know if you can take any more. I'll give you five back tonight. If you'll give Jesus a little bit of time right now. Come on, will you give Jesus a little bit of time? Come on, in the name of Jesus. on, I want you to pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel a liberty in this place. Karamasi. <laughs> Come on. Come on, walk through the door. Come on, walk through the door. Come on, walk through in prayer. Walk through in worship. Come on, let God take your hurt away. Come on, let God settle the things in your mind. Come on. Come on, let the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Hallelujah. Come on, let it comfort your heart. Come on, let it wrap you up. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, pray until you feel it.